champions of the world manscape offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels manscape just launched their fourth generation trimmer the lawnmower 4.0 you heard that right the 4.0 join over 2 million men worldwide who trust manscape with this exclusive offer for you 20 percent off and free worldwide shipping with the code rapping order 20 at manscape.com check it out <laughs> welcome to another episode of rapping order i'm first class reg i'm torian b and today, we're going to get into the fourth studio album from Mac Miller. It was released in 2016, The Divine Feminine. Um, this album featured guest appearances from Kendrick Lamar, Anderson Pack, excuse me, Ty Dolla Sign, and Ariana Grande. Don't forget CeeLo Green. Oh, and CeeLo, of course. Yes. I can't forget CeeLo. Yes. Um, this album, when it came out for me, oh, and Bilal. Can't forget Bilal mm. either. Yeah, this First album track. when it came out for me was really interesting because it, from what we knew of Mac Miller at that time, this just didn't fit the mold. I think at this time he started um, growing as an artist, right? So we saw a different side of him with this album. Um, before this, he came out with Good AM that kind of, um, it showed us more of his lyrical abilities and he was, you know, stepping it up lyrically. And then, of course, watching movies with the sound off, you know, which we reviewed before, showed another side of him as well, lyrically. But um, this one, you know, even with the pairings on this album, you got a chance to see a different side of Mac. But how did you feel about revisiting this album? Um, so I got to be honest. The first time I listened to this album, I kind of, like, brushed it off. I was like, all right, cool. He's Pussy Whip by Ariana Grande. Um, and, okay, cool. La-di-da, I listened to it, right? And then, like, I never, like, re went back to it. For this episode I really wanted to dive into it and give it a shot obviously because you know he's passed and like you know you hear so many good things about Mac Miller so I wanted to give him a fair shot so I know like to some some of our listeners they might be like oh so the only reason we gave him a fair shot is because he died and the truth is yes I'm going to be honest I gave him a fair shot because he died and people said really nice things about him and I was like you know what for him to be such like a beloved and good person let me give him a fair shot and I gotta be honest I love this album I went back and listened to it because I, I've listened to his albums, right? And to me, what I can, what I, what I gathered about this project, right, is that he was in a artistic place similar to like where Kanye was after graduation. So when like you know like he put out this project where was, you think like all right lyrically he's getting like to his best, right? And then he comes out with something completely left, mm -hmm. and he makes this album and it's and it's dedicated to women. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, like he said, um, this album was just not about romantic love. It was about the learning from women throughout his learning from women throughout his life and what those experiences meant to him. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess he felt like not also including pussy because he's raps. He, he talks about pussy on his album the whole time. Mm -hmm. um, so like to me, like this is his 808s and heartbreak. Because like this is like when he's like really trying to like sing sing like he's he has a ballad with Ariana Grande where like he's trying to like hold notes mm -hmm. and do things with her so this album like surprisingly was very enjoyable to me like it made me um, really really 
take it in and, and think like, damn, like this dude is really he was really in love with Ariana Grande. So it's unfortunate that they didn't work out, and it's unfortunate that he lost his life. But it really like the production on this album is excellent. Um, it's it's just it's it just a good feeling. It feels like a like like more so like a, a moody spoken word jazz album. Yeah, that's actually a good way to put it. I mean. And he had a really good quote, too, that I wanted to share about this album. He said, uh, the divine feminine to me is the universe. I'd hate to be cliche, like, I love the universe, man, but it's so real. Treating the world how you're supposed to treat a female is awesome. The more you make love to it and the less you try to fuck it, the better it all comes becomes for you. It's a deeper experience with life. I'm trying to cuddle the world after sex, not keep the Uber running and dip out. Mm. So I thought that was really cool um, because it kind of... When you go into this album after hearing that quote, it kind of puts everything in perspective for like where he was mm-hmm. and showing respect and love for women and you know and who he worked with on this album, obviously, to bring out what he did. And the and the amount of friends, like after he passed, even reading like what CeeLo said about working with him or what Anderson Pack said about working with him, um, was really, really touching shit. But uh off the top you have this this intro with Bilal which is kind of, it's really light on lyrics, right? But it's yeah. still really powerful. Like So the opening of it, like, is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, what you hearing, like, the women and just, and, and the way, like, the noises, the sounds, not the noises, the sounds that he chose to, to use for this sound very angelic. It sounds like you're, like, walking into um, this angelic place where only women are allowed, and he's, like, the only man that was allowed to come in. Like, that's genuinely, like, when I listen to the album and I close my eyes, I see the color pink, <laughs> and I just see beautiful women everywhere just doing really angelic things, and, like, just, there's water splashing and yeah. shit like that, and this is how Congratulations sounds when it opens. It sounds really, really... Like, he's in this room, and he's not even yeah. trying, he's with, he's in a room with all these beautiful women, and he's not even trying to fuck them, he's just happy yeah, to be there. he's just having a good time, <laughs> frolicking around and shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's, a, that's actually a good example. Um... Dang was the first single for this, and it's the next song on this album, and it features Anderson Pack. Um, it was their first collaborative song that they did together, but they they did a couple other songs after this. Um, but this song is what made me excited for this album. I remember he premiered it on, um, I want to say it was Zane Lowe on Beats One, and I was like, damn, like this is this is different. Like this has like a groove that Mac Miller doesn't ne- doesn't usually have. So I was looking forward to this. Um, and I think Anderson Pack brings this out of a lot of people that he works with. He just brings like this whole different type of swing. No, of course he does. Um, Anderson Pack has like the spirit of like a, a like like he he was at Motown in their prime, mm-hmm. and he just brings that spirit out, and it kind of gives people freedom. Like sometimes I just imagine like Anderson Pack. Is a person that, like gets people to do coke for the first time and just gets in there and just just fucking just records like a fucking amazing song or like just an amazing tune because you could tell that a lot of his music comes organically where he's like all right let's just jam yeah and, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah let's just, it's just freestyle like, yeah I feel like he doesn't he's like yo let's just just go in there and like just work it through like what's going on with you oh you Ariana Grande got you feeling like that and then he just hits a drum like bam. Yeah, and like, we're just gonna keep that. And then he just keeps going. <laughs> um, but let me ask you, like, is it? Do, do you think that it helped or hurt Mac that like pretty much every project sounded different? No, I think it helped him because I think I think it showed how much he was growing as an artist, and I think that's why it hurt even more when he passed because he was getting. You just wanted to know what else he was gonna do. At least from my perspective, I wanted to know what else he had coming because, like, when swimming came. 
Swimming, you know, there was a good amount of rapping on Swimming, but also you had like a good mixture of what was on Divine Feminine. And then leading up to it, he was exploring all these different areas of his talent. Like he was playing instruments and, you know, he was playing the guitar. He, I think he started playing piano. Like he just was getting more in tune. He was hanging out with Thundercat a lot, yeah. who is like super fucking talented. So he was picking up a lot of different shit from all these other artists. Um, so I think it helped him. I think it definitely helped him. It, I mean, you brought up Kanye earlier, and not to say that his discography is anywhere near Kanye's, but no, it's really, like, I know where you're going yeah, with. yeah, it's just like no feel. two were the same. Where yeah. like where he started, you know, you look at where he started with what was his first album? Kids. Was it Kids? Yeah. You look at Kids, and then you look at Divine Feminine. It's like it's not even the same artist. Yeah. Um. So where he was going was what I was most interested in. So. Yeah, I feel like we were like. Obviously, listening to this, and then I, I just like oh, let me just check through some other albums. Like I was like, damn, we were robbed of probably a. a he probably would have caught up with everybody else that was kind of like you know um, his his peers, quote unquote. Um, and I think that it messed like him passing away. Like we never got to like see that to his like its full like fruition. Mm-hmm. So it sucks when that happens, right? Because all we have is his old music, but then you know you don't. You don't want him exploited, like like how Anderson said, like don't put that man's music out after he dies. Yeah, like, you know. So it's like now all we can do is just like say like what if and just like be happy with the music that we have. But I, like he like he was a studio rat, so like we know that like there's mad unreleased music that mm-hmm. just that we'll probably never get to hear. He had yeah he has a verse on um Young Thug's new album. So like he he's been having verses just popping up since he since he passed. Um, he had a verse on Division's album with with Todd Dolla Sign. Mm-hmm. Um, I think down the line he has more shit coming out, but of course it's going to be approved by like mm-hmm. his estate, his mom, his you know, his family. So as long as he gets a good send off with that, right? Um, I think Stay Stay is my shit. Is uh, produced by ID Labs. <laughs> um, really really good song. Really good lead. From um from the Dang song, big on instrumentation. You had anything on this one? Yeah. Um, this song is familiar to everybody, right? We all have that moment when we in bed with that person, and you you just they like yo I gotta go, and you're like all right, ten more minutes. Yeah. And like they like yo stop playing with me, and you're like no, I don't, like just just stay here. I just want, you know you just want you want you want to hold her, or or you want him to hold you, whatever it is, you know. Whatever your purpose is, but like this song is like the epitome of that, and and I'm listening to it. And I'm like, damn, I just did that. Just happened to me this morning. I had to get ready to go to work, and, and my my girl wouldn't let me leave the fucking room. And I was like, damn, like ah man, he he gets it. Like, and I can imagine him making Ariana Grande late for everything. <laughs> like making her like, listen, I know you got to go perform for the president, but come on, man, like fuck you, Ariana Grande, make them wait. <laughs> I just I just could have vision that. I feel like he he cuz re- remember Big Sean complained that she was always busy. So imagine how much Matt complained about her being busy. Oh yeah, yeah, I could see that too. That that was definitely She's a, a fucking thing. superstar. Yeah, she's a super duper star. So I could I could I could see that. I could yeah. and I could see her being like super loyal and super responsible. Mm-hmm. Um the next the next one on this is Skin. Um he had an interesting tidbit about Skin. Uh first off, it was produced by I can is it Jamson? J M S N? Okay. Who I really I really fuck with, but I didn't know his name that well. I apologize. Um, but he had a really interesting tidbit. He said after he wrote this song, uh, is when he learned he left the studio after writing this song, and that's when he heard that Prince died. 
Um, so he was like really fucked up about that and he cried about it for like a couple weeks and um he had like this really touching tribute to Prince about it, which I thought was really cool. But um but for the song itself, I really, really like it. I think Jamson as a producer is really slept on. He is. Um I don't think he gets enough credit. Well, how do you, how did you feel about this one? Um, Skin is a, an amazing song, right? And when I listen to it, it makes me think about one of my favorite movies, Mo' Better Blues. Mo' Better Blues is one of my um, favorite movies. That I, was, like, I can watch any, like, if it's on television, I can watch it at any time. Um, long, 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 long time ago in my single days. Long, long, long. Yeah, long, long, long time ago. Uh, I would, I would, like, watch this movie and, like, have conversations with women about it. Like, mm-hmm. just like they're asking them their take, like, so when I hear this song, I'm like, this song could have actually, like, absolutely been like interjected somehow some way into that movie yeah okay i can that's, see that. that song this song is so jazzy it has such a good feeling it's so melodic mm-hmm. i was like damn this definitely could have got played with more better blues yeah like, in more better blues, like, in Mo better sound, blues. In, into the into the score and man i gotta revisit that movie by the way yo man i haven't seen it in years watch it bro like it's 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 good conversation with women um and especially for the simple fact like there's so many scenarios that happen where, you know, like Denzel is kind of like juggling two women mm-hmm. and wasting both of their time, and then one of them decide to do something. So it's just one of those things. So Yeah. It's, 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 a, it's a good conversation, especially when you uh, you still out here. Yeah, you know, some of us are still out here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so the next song on this one is Cinderella. Cinderella features Todd Dolla Sign, is produced by Aja Grant and DJ Dahi. It's one of my favorite songs on this album. Um you know, the misconception, at, le- at least what we thought when this album came out, was that the whole thing was about Ariana Grande. Because she was getting a lot of um, a lot of flack for, like, after he passed and, you know... Every- well, she was getting a lot of flack for, like, the direction that his music was taking. But then she actually came forward and said Cinderella was the only song that was written that was dedicated to me. Which I still feel is kind of like... When you listen to this album, I feel like, you know... That's false, but I gotta take how you know I gotta take what she's saying from it. So, all right, this is my thing, right? I think that he was dating her at the time, mm-hmm. so yeah, like that's very true. The music could have been like influenced by her, but I think like he was telling the truth, like every female experience that he's had. So, I think like every pretty much probably every best sexual experience of every his best encounters with women were something that he talked about. Um, on the album, I believe that because think about like when Kanye made eighty with some heartbreaks. Like we like think remember like we thought like oh shit like he's talking about this girl, but like remember like Kanye had like three girlfriends before eighty with some heartbreaks even came out. Like mm-hmm. Alexis Pfeiffer was the most popular girlfriend, right? But then he had a girl that was on that show. Uh, what was it, Brooklyn Heights or whatever something Heights? She was on a BET show. Yeah, and I it, thought that was Alexis Pfeiffer. Nah, that's not Alexis Pfeiffer. Nah, two mm-hmm. different women. Okay. Um and. That was like I forgot her name. Damn, I can't think of her name right now. But um, he like he like different songs. Like like I thought like different songs were just about different things in his relationship or on how my beautiful dark twisted fantasy like blame game. Like you know he had blame game. We talking about Amber Rose, mm-hmm. right? And then he had um, uh, the the song uh, "You're My Heaven, You're My Hell." That was dedicated to Kim. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's different songs about you know different experiences with women. So I definitely yeah. believe that he was talking about different relationships. So I'm gonna wrap it up, guys, with that. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. He, um, he, it was different experiences. And then also, I wanted to say, 
It's funny. This is Reg's favorite song. This is my least favorite song. I don't know why, but Ty Dolla Sign does it. It doesn't. He doesn't do it for me on this song, and I'm a huge Ty Dolla Sign. Yo, he sounds favorite. so good on this song. Yo, I don't like it, bro. Like, yo, like Mac Miller's verses, fine, straight, do it for mm-hmm. me. But I don't know why, but Ty Dolla Sign. I, I would have rather Mac just sing the hook on the song. I was okay with that. I didn't need mm-hmm. Ty to sing. Uh, okay. I, 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 I really like, I, and I think because. I'm gonna tell you why the song was so the, because I know that this song was dedicated to Ariana Grande and it was mm-hmm. so personal. I just wanted Matt only. Oh, okay, okay. I, I think I think I, I just I like, like it. Any, uh, I like it because of the um, you know, he isn't really rapping that much on this album. So hearing this, I don't think actually up until this he wasn't really like rapping like this up mm-hmm. until this song, and then, oh, and then um, and then you hear him rapping and it's kind of like a good switch up for me on this album. Um, and then the Todd Dolla Sign verse. Or chorus, rather, is just a nice add-on. Um, but oh, Brooke, Brooke was the was the girlfriend. Yeah, man. Yeah, I told you. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I remember her now. It was, that's like a glitch in my head. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, okay. So the next song is Planet Planet Goddamn. Um, it features. I always mess this young lady's name up. Is it Lejosa Yes. Um. <laughs> I, I think. Okay, uh, we're, so, we're so sorry. <laughs> yeah, uh, and she has a really dope song out with Ari, Ari Lennox that I really, really like. Um, but it's produced by Vinyls and Frank Dukes. Planet Goddamn, how we feeling? I listened to this song and said, damn, Wale must be swinging at the air that he didn't get a chance to make this <laughs> This is such a Wale. This is, this is Wale's lane right here. Like, he, he did such a better job at Wale... Do, be doing Wale than Wale does Wale. I was like, Wale heard this shit and was like, this nigga in the studio with me? This is some... Like, this is some truth. Wale. This is a very, very, very Wale song. Na, 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 na. Tell yeah. me. Tell this me it, This is like a Wale type lane. It is. I can hear that. I can hear that. Damn. I mean, well, Wale ain't got the range, so... <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so, the next song... <laughs> Rob is about to run through the fucking wall. Like the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> uh the next song is Soulmate. Um Soulmate is produced by Mr. Neek and Damn Punk. There's a lot of these producers on here. I just want to make note that uh a lot of producers on this album that I had never heard of prior and that I had to look up mm-hmm. and like educate myself on. Um and I really like that every time I run into because, that. And and sorry to cut you off, but like a lot of them are known for like their live performances. Yeah, yeah. Like that. Yes, right. exactly. So like they're 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 in that lane, right? Mm-hmm. So question. So to me, Mac kinda kinda sorta not wholeheartedly, kinda sorta like has this thing like where he can do like what the game does, where like he can like perfect another person's flow. Mm-hmm. Did you not like catch that like he probably heard Chance the Rapper's Cocoa Butter Kisses and probably like took that flow and perfected it? I could see that. I could see how him and yeah, I can see that. I can see how him and um, there's another rapper too that I think he gets that from. There's another one because I was just listening to Good AM today and I was like, "Yo, you sound like somebody." And I couldn't put my finger on it, but mm-hmm. um, I can see that from Mac because mm-hmm. Mac Mac studies not just like old school, but like people that's with him too, yeah. like in his class. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes it's, it's to a fault because he's a fan as well. Yeah, yeah, he's and he a has, huge... and, he, and he's very, very self. Like mm-hmm. he's not, he has no ego when it comes to that. And I think that was his gift and his curse. 
Why do you think it was his curse? Uh, because he wasn't. Because he 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 had no ego. So as a rapper, rap is all ego. I think I think as when you're when you're in a rap lane, you kind of gotta like think niggas can't fuck with you. Well, mm-hmm. well, no, Max shouldn't think that at all. Max should think these rappers can't fuck with him. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, yeah, like I just think that that hindered him because whenever he would get on songs with other rappers, they always outshine him. Hey, Reg, you shave your balls? I do shave my balls. What product do you use? I use Manscaped, especially the Lawnmower Trimmer 4.0. Wow, I need to check that out. I think you should. And with our code, Rapping Order 20, you can get 20% off. Wow, Reg, thanks for that. My girl's going to be so happy. Smooth as eggs. Mm-hmm. Always. Well, it depends. Because, like, he got some shit with, like, he got some shit with, like, currency mm-hmm. that he outshine currency on. Mm-hmm. He got some shit with, I want to say he got some shit with Schoolboy that he outshine Schoolboy on. Um, so he has like little things here and there, but then like those are the relationships that he has with like really close people. Yeah, like those, those like he friends. has real relationships with those people. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's probably easier in that sense. But I think you you might be right on that. Um, let's see here. We'll move to the next one, which is we. Is it we? Yes, yeah, we with CeeLo. Uh yes, yes, yes. We featuring CeeLo. Which you have on this one. Um, it's produced by Frank Dukes. All right, so it's smooth as fuck. Um, getting CeeLo on the track is kind of like a flex to me. Even though like CeeLo is like, it, it, it doesn't seem far-fetched to be able to get CeeLo on the track. Mm-hmm. Like to me, like, you know, he's, it's Goody Mob. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's he's like a legend. Mm-hmm. So getting him on the track and being Mac Miller, I just, I couldn't, like, I know like CeeLo is like a really cool laid-back dude, but I just feel like he would tell Mac Miller, no, well, what if so Mac Miller no? Yeah. <laughs> so for him, for Mac to be able to get in the studio with him and impress him enough to be like, yeah, I'll do the album. Yeah. I thought, I think it's cool as fuck. It just speaks volumes about like who uh, Mac is. So you I think that's dope. You gotta deal with Mac Miller, bitch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just, I think it's dope. I think, but I think Mac Miller is one of those undeniable, what, well, was one of those undeniable people that... He came to you with a presentation of a song. He didn't just come to you and say, yo, I want to do a song with you. He came to you with like a whole mm-hmm. thing. And he was talented enough to actually have the skeletons of a song together already. You kind of just needed to insert yourself where he showed you where you would fit. Yeah. I think if Matt would have lived a little longer, we, he definitely would have got that 3,000. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, that would have been great. Because that's, that's the trajectory he was on because... When I th- when I hear the Divine Feminine, that's what I imagined. Something I think obviously Andre's album would be. <laughs> I mean, shit. Anderson Pack got an Andre feature. Yeah, you know, down the line, which is right. a great song too. I think I think that Andre's album probably would have been dedicated to women in love. When I think about it, so like that's why when I hear his album, I'm just like, damn. Imagine well, the love, Andre would the love below was kind of. It was. Yeah, it was. I guess because the way the love below was recorded, I felt like he it. He he worked on his own album, but like that was his first time doing it. I think now, with all the time that has passed, I feel like um, there's a lot of music that Andre has. He's just scared to put out, which is fucking mind boggling mm-hmm. that he mm-hmm. will be scared to put out music. Yeah, when you read when you read his uh, when you read Andre's interviews or even listen to like some appearances that he makes or whatever, he's not as confident in himself as we are at all. He doesn't look at himself the way that we look at him at all. It's, it's just kind of. I don't know. Like it, it, it worries me about him because like he, I feel like he's one of those artists that's just he's in his head a lot, right? And mm-hmm. um, 
He's just not. He doesn't exude this confidence that like we say that rappers should that have. Rappers are supposed to have. Um. So I think he's in his head a lot, and like the first and I and I'm sorry to go off on a rant about it, but the the first time that it like occurred to me was when he was on a cover of GQ, and they give off this perception of Andre like he's always happy, because the whole spread. He was like smiling, he's wearing these vibrant colors, and then you read it and it's sad as fuck. And it's right. like, why don't y'all just show this about him? Mm-hmm. Like he's a real human. It's not like he's not a caricature, right. you know? Like show like his I real think, emotion of where I he's think, at. I think because Andre just has like a, a great smile and they do photo shoots with him. Yeah. Well, you wanna know what? I think what happens in magazine shoots with that sucks is that they do the shoot and the interview is completely separate. So mm-hmm. I think that they don't even like converse like, yo, this is what we're doing for the photo shoot, yeah, and or oh well, the interview went like this. Mm-hmm. I don't even think they the, the photographer and the, and the interviewer converse. Yeah, that shit was sad, man. He was like talking about like how um, he had a he still had his mom's tennis rack because she was like getting it. She was into tennis and he was learning tennis because of her. And he keeps it by his door and like it was really sad. I'm like, damn. And then I'm reading this and I'm looking at him just yeah. smiling on the side in the in the profile. Yeah, right. I have that I have that GQ man. Yeah, it's it's sad as fuck. But um but to get back into this album, um CeeLo and Mac Miller, great collab. I think they they were another duo that like I think CeeLo even said like yo he wished he worked with him more like mm-hmm. after he passed because like he really liked where he was at mm-hmm. and where he was going. Um but that could have been really dope. I mean they did We Live actually Mm-hmm. Which was really dope. Yeah, man. It, it's just it's sad revisiting this album because yeah, like he's just one of those artists that could have got so far. Yeah, you realize you just like yo, it, it was so much more that he that he had to offer, right? Mm-hmm. So the next one, I want to get into the next one. My okay. Favorite part. So the next song is my favorite part, and it features his girlfriend at the time, Ariana Grande. <laughs> Wale definitely heard this and said, this nigga stole my whole flow. <laughs> bar for bar. Son, like, I I know, like, and it's funny because you hear it and you just like, damn, him and, like, he really, you know, Wale, like, try, like, go so hard, mm-hmm. like, doing this. And, and he does, a, Wale does a great job at it. That's the thing that's funny. Mm-hmm. I'm not even knocking, like, I enjoy that shit from Wale, like, from Wallace. Yeah. But <laughs> I just think that like he doesn't get the like respect that he's due in in that lane. He made Lotus Flower Bomb, bro. Yeah, Lotus Flower Bomb was like, I think he's been trying to chase that type of thing since, you know. And he's had he's had success with it though. Like you know, he has a wedding song with Usher, you right. know that that does really well. Yeah, for the him. matrimony. Yeah, the matrimony. I love that song. Yeah, that's a great song. Yeah. So like the he about he, ta- he taps into that every now and then and he and he gets one but um this song this song is great I think Ariana Grande she knew that uh that Mac wanted to sing on this song and she kind of like scaled back her vocals a little of bit course. but she still bodied this she of still bodied she, she still bodied she it she knew she knew like what to do like she just went in there like all right babe <laughs> Let, mm-hmm. let's go I I really really enjoyed this song though and like I like I love the fact that like he's singing. And I also think that it's funny that, like, the effect that she has on men, because she had the same effect on Big Sean. Mm-hmm. And Big Sean started, like, singing and stuff like that. I, I don't I don't think that's a, a a coincidence. That, like, she's so talented vocally, I felt like she kind of, like, gave them, like, pointers. And, like, both of these niggas was like, oh, I, I'm singing. Like, I'm doing this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, um, he, she, yeah, she has great songs with Big Sean, too. Yeah. 
you think who, who you think got, got better songs together? Are we gonna do that? Are we gonna take it there? Well, she has. I think favorite part is better. Favorite. I think yeah. Favorite part. favorite part is better than. Damn, I can't even remember the song that she has with Big Sean. Well, I know it's on Dark Sky Paradise. They have one or two songs together. They have two songs together. Um, I think I think that the song with Mac and Ariana is better. Yeah, personally, yeah, it is. But I think that uh, Sean trying like I think that's just the Motown in that nigga. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Sean Sean has always been on that on that singing shit. Like he always dipped in and out of it. And then now with shit with Janae, like he's always on that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my favorite part is is an amazing song. Um, we'll get into God is Fair, Sexy Nasty. Features Kendrick Kendrick Lamar. It's produced by Tay Beast. Can every time I don't know, <laughs> Kendrick does uh collapse pretty frequent, fairly frequently, mm-hmm. but every time I see him his name, I'm still like, What? Kendrick mm-hmm. is on this? It's I th- he I love this song, but this is what I was talking about when he like uh, uh, MC comes. Like, obviously it's Kendrick Lamar, so it's like if you're gonna get outshined by a nigga, mm-hmm. if you're gonna get outshined by a nigga that's considered the best, right? But I just feel like, we, uh, and maybe it was because of the tone of this song. So I mean, this album, right? Mm-hmm. So I'll give him that. But I just feel that like he like you don't allow the best, like you don't allow a rapper to come on your album and do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Kendrick came on his album and did that. He did that to him. He did it yeah, to him. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think that I don't think that he should allow that. I but think. Kendrick does that to most people though, on their albums. <sighs> like it's just one of those things, man. But like, then also, like I think, all right. So I think us as like older hip hop heads, we think about we think about collabs differently than the rappers think about collabs. I think the rappers do it as more of a selfless, talent driven thing, where it's like, yo. I'm building this up so you can have a moment on this to like really body this shit. But when we listen, we're like, yo, he bodied you on your shit. You know? Yeah, I guess for me, like I, I literally think the same way that I think Joe Button thinks about yeah, rap yeah. records. And I just be like, Because oh, sometimes like, it's a build up. Like when you listen to Monster and you're like, yo, Nikki bodied that shit. But it's like, yeah, they all signs pointed to that. Or or you hear two chains break down on Mar- on um uh Mercy. Mm-hmm. That was all because he was supposed to have that. Like sometimes rappers are just supposed to have that moment. That's true. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll give it that. Um, what stood out to me on this track more so than anything was the ending, mm-hmm. the lady telling that story, and that was his uh, grandmother. Okay, mm-hmm. I didn't know that was his grandma, right? So I think that his grandmother telling that story is really sweet, and it makes me think of what Peggy Carter would how she, Peggy Carter would tell her story if. <laughs> Steve Rogers never became Captain America. <laughs> if Steve never took the superhero serum and they just lived their lives out falling in love. <laughs> All my nerdy that. comic book fans, if you get that reference, you're welcome. But yeah. Shout out to the comic book chat. Yes. <laughs> but um, but okay, so I know Mac Miller wasn't fully like um he wasn't like one of your go-to artists, right? Before before he passed, but then you visit this, and then you visit a handful of other albums that mm-hmm. since he passed. Like, is this your favorite one from the bunch? I want to live with some more Mac Miller albums, but I, I will say that um, being in a relationship now and listening to this album, 
made me um, have a different perspective as like as far as like being a one woman man. Mm-hmm. Um, hearing hearing this album kind of made me like be like relate a little bit more than I ha- I probably could have six five six years ago. Right. Mm-hmm. So when I heard this, I was just like like listening to it now. I'm like, oh shit, like. I really, I really like what Mac was going like musically yeah, because, yeah. like I said, this is his eight oh eights. Like I know that for a fact. So I want to like live with some of his other projects before like I make that decision. Mm-hmm. But I definitely, definitely did enjoy this project to the point where, like, the honest truth is like, obviously I knew who Mac Miller was. I would give like his his music a listen. But before, like, I really didn't try. Like I didn't try to like understand or try to be a fan or anything like that. Right? Yeah. But when he passed, it's just respect. Mm-hmm. So, like, so, ladies and gentlemen, before this episode even aired, like, right, the guys made a joke. They were like, Torian, you got the R.I.P. Mac Miller shirt. And I'm like, well, because he passed away. Like, you know, like, I, obviously I wanted to honor the man. Like, you know, he was a part of hip-hop. But, like, I wasn't truly a fan. This album made me a fan. And what I'm saying is, is that, like, I know that the gentleman is talented and that I know that Mac Miller absolutely was capable of probably going way further than he did in music. So I feel like I owe it to him to live with some of his other music a little bit more before I can say what I think is his, my favorite project for mm-hmm. him and what I think is his best project because it's differences, right? Yeah. So, so far, Divine Feminine is my favorite Mac Miller project. Okay. But I want to live with some more of his albums and, you know, maybe we'll like revisit, we'll do an episode for another Mac Miller album mm-hmm. and I'll talk about this and revisit yeah. So out of five waffles, what would you give this? Out of five waffles, I'm gonna give it um four and a half out of five, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because there's only one song that like I have an issue with, and that's and it's not even an issue with Mac. It's just that Ty Dollar. I don't feel that that song was so personal. I feel like it shouldn't have been Ty Dollar signed on the hook. Mm. It should have just been Mac. It should that should have just been Mac alone. That's my only. Be- Think about that. Think about how much I critique albums, and my only true beef with the album is this Todd Dollar song shit. But I don't think Cinderella. So, all right. So I get the I get that I get the critique in the sense that you know you don't like Todd Dollar sign on the song, mm-hmm. but it's not that personal of a song. It's just like he's just talking about sex with his girl. You don't think having sex with your girl is personal, right? No, but I'm. I mean, from a rapper's <laughs> from a rapper's perspective of what we know from rappers, it's just it. like I get it. He's not talking about like you know. All right, well, I guess for me, like I, I, I when I'm telling you, like I really lived with this album because you gotta remember, ladies and gentlemen, like if you if you notice this, we are a week late. We took a week off, so I've lived with this album for two weeks. Mm-hmm. So in this two weeks, I've really been forcing myself to like listen and listen and listen and listen. So listening to this project. I'm like, all right. This is a song when he's like, he's. This is the song that he dedicated to his girl. Mm-hmm. That he cl- that 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 was claimed that the only song that was technically dedicated to his girl. Mm-hmm. So Ty Dolla Sign, I don't know why his lyric, his singing just fucks me up. It just throws me off. Mm. That's what I'm saying. He don't know. He ain't fuck Ariana Grande. He don't know her. Yeah. Okay. So but for I mean, me, it throws me off. Okay. I gave it a four out of five. Four point five out of no, five. No, I mean I'm just trying to understand the critique. It doesn't. It it doesn't mean that it has to be just him. Just because okay. it's dedicated to nah, nigga. You know, I'm thinking about I'll my be girl. Sure, ain't nobody getting on I'll the be song, sure, bro. I'll be sure. Wrote um forever, forever my, my lady, and, and that was dedicated to his girl. But he didn't whole, sing on that, bro. That's a whole other conversation. I'll be sure it's a piece of shit, and you know it. But he didn't sing. But I'm just talking about <laughs> as an example. He didn't sing on the song, but he wrote that. You know, so he so says. that's like so he says, bro. He wrote it. Fuck that nigga. So you having my baby? You know, 
Nigga wrote one of the most classic openers in history. And then and then gave up custody of the fucking baby to another to the next man. Fuck I'll be sure. I mean, that's another whole Yeah, that's know, what I said. You brought you know, it up, bro. I'll tell you my opinion. That's a whole nother thing. But uh that'll be it. Oh, so for for my rating. Yeah, what's your rating? For my rating for this album, I'll give it a solid four. I'll give it a solid four. Damn, that this is this is history, ladies and gentlemen. I've ranked the album higher than Reg. I on our waffle rating. I'm yeah, telling you right I'll now. Give, I'll give this album a solid four. This, this, like, this a, album really did it for me, y'all. This really, is always this, this is always a treat when I listen to it. I love I really, really, really enjoy this album. I think on a musical level, Mac Miller was obvious. I've said it over and over again. He was only getting better. Um, but yeah, I'll give it a four. All right. Take us home. I have been first class Reg. I'm always Tori and V. And we are out of here. See you guys next time. Peace. Give me your fucking money! <laughs>